You are now listening to the Build a Brain podcast with Dr. Jeannie Zayer. Join the quest to shape an efficient brain that fires on all cylinders and runs like a fine-tuned machine. You are now in the capable hands of an international presenter and a pathologically optimistic brain builder. Dr. Zaire will give you the right blocks to build that three pounds of cerebral muscle for you, your child, or the young adult you teach or mentor. Block by block, thought by thought, now is the time to build a better brain. Let's get started. Three is like my very favorite number. I was born on the third day of the third month in 1953. Now you know my birthday and my age, and I don't care that people know how old I am. I've never bothered to care about that. But I've always loved the number three. I do a lot of speaking gigs, and so, or I'll go to conferences, and so I'm in hotels a lot, right? And I, I am, invariably, there will be a three in the number of my hotel room. I'll be on the third floor. It'll be room 163, and whenever I get to the room, I just stand there with my key and laugh. I go, of course, <laughs> I'm in a room that is. Three. So anyway, and it's a great number for the Trinity, by the way, the Holy Trinity. So it's a great number. Three. Episode 33 is about reciprocity. This is the companion parameter that goes with intentionality. You can't have one without the other. Have you ever been in a situation <laughs> where someone is talking and there's nobody listening. Absolutely. Like a teacher or maybe a sermon on Sunday that's kind of boring. My husband and I, Rick and I, have a pretty standard joke. He'll be talking and he'll know my mind is wandering and he'll go, you didn't hear a word I said, did you? And I'll go, oh, you're right, honey, I did it. Okay, start over, I'm with you now. <laughs> so when you don't have reciprocity, it's very difficult to continue to be intentional. Remember, we talked a lot in episode 32 about our intentionality, but yet we can't control the child that we're mediating. We can't make them respond. So this is, I like to say, kind of the, the magic sauce of mediation is you as a mediator discovering how can I be intentional so that this child will, will engage in the learning process or this session, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish, that they'll engage and respond. And sometimes as mediators, we will work with a child, particularly children that are on the autism spectrum, that we have to kind of figure them out I had a father who described MindCap as being like a translator for a foreign language, that my child is always inappropriate, nobody understands him, and when you come to MindCap, it's like they can help translate what this child is thinking and feeling, and I think we do that because our we're very intentional with what we're asking the child to do, but then we're giving wait time and we're watching how they respond. What kind of reciprocity 
are they giving back to us? And then that is going to drive our next question or the next thing we do. So we may speed up, we may slow down, we may talk louder, we may decide to talk quieter based upon the reciprocity that the child gave us. So if we are mediating for reciprocity, I will give you time to respond so that you can do that. You can give reciprocity. Then you will see that it pays to take a moment to think because I've just waited on you. And in life, you will probably be more engaged with me and other people who ask you good questions. So this intentionality reciprocity is all about being engaged in life, whether it's in a classroom or church on Sunday or in the synagogue or with my friends that I am present and that my senses, my hearing, my sight, it could be taste, smell, but or touch, but certainly the vision and the hearing and that my brain is engaged. And so if I'm intentional as a mediator, I'm watching for how that child responds. And now that's going to either that worked out really well. So I know this is working or it's not working. So, so far, how are we doing? What do you think, Kibway? Is that making sense? It makes sense. I'm trying to walk through the encounter. So for reference, I'm thinking about like my nieces and nephew. So okay. intentionality with the question that you're asking them or the intent of whatever encounter conversation you're having with them. Um, mm -hmm. So you're intentional about your question and your wait time. Those are intentional. But then you need to be mindful that the reciprocal conversation you get back, the response you're getting back is actually indicating that they've heard what you said and that they're engaged by what you said. Otherwise, you may need to modify the question that you asked originally. Is that right? Yes. Modify my question or even modify my behavior. So do I need to modify my voice? Do I need to slow my speed down? Your tone matters. The, the quantity of words that you say matters. How fast you say it matters. Timing, tone quality and also inflection like am I saying it like I'm really excited or is that that doesn't help this child so when you're mediating you're trying to gauge literally what do I need to do as the mediator to engage this child Reuven had a wonderful example he said and he was predominantly talking about teachers Teachers would tend to point a finger, well, this child doesn't want to learn. So, you know, you can imagine that wagging finger pointing at, at a child that's being uh, very challenging or obstinate, won't respond or acts like they don't want to learn. And so it's easy for the teacher to just wag a finger at them, say, well, she's not motivated or he doesn't want to learn. It's his fault. And Reuven said, remember, there's three fingers on your hand pointing back at you. So he put the responsibility for a child learning or not learning in this situation on you. It's on your shoulders as the mediator. And my team 
often tell parents that, you know, Dr. Zier tells us if it's not going well, it's not your child's fault, it's me. So I've got to figure out what do I need to do? Well, the only way we know if our intentionality is working is by watching, observing, listening to the reciprocity that the child is giving us. I'll give you an example that has worked for a lot of years and you'll laugh, but when I'm mediating kids and they'll say, I'm stuck on this one, Dr. Zare, you know, so they're intentional to me. My reciprocity to them is usually, hmm. So I'll just nod my head and look at them and look at what they're doing and say, hmm. So that's one of my favorite responses or intentional ways to mediate is I don't give them anything, but I but it shows them I'm thinking. So I'm not doing it to be silly or or you know, I'm not trying to be trite here or anything. I literally am showing them that I'm pondering their question as well. So my reciprocity back to them is I'm thinking about this and I'm looking at your paper while I say, hmm. One classroom of kids was so insightful. I think they were seventh graders that I was working with. And I happened, and they were well into the Feuerstein program. So I knew they didn't need a lot of mediation. So I used, hmm, quite a bit. And at the end of the class, one of the kids said, I noticed that you didn't have to help almost anybody when you walked up to us and said, hmm, that we then figured out the answer. I said, wow, that is really insightful that you noticed that. And I do think it was really insightful for a 12 year old to figure out that sometimes instead of jumping in and saying a lot and trying to give them a strategy by just saying, hmm, and leaning over their paper and kind of looking at it, that they would then go, oh, I see it now, or I see what to do. So sometimes just your presence, now think about this, just your presence as a parent, a mentor, a counselor, can be very powerful to a child who doesn't know what direction to go or doesn't know what to do. So maybe, Uncle Kibway, you could just have your cup of coffee and say, I'd love to sit here with you with a niece or a nephew and watch you do homework. Can I do that with you and see what that brings to their quality of work? I just thought of that idea hearing you talk about your nieces and nephews. What do you think about that idea? I think that's very, very interesting. When you say that many times your response to a child who may be confused is, hmm, I think it is a validating response when coupled with your complete attention. Absolutely. It's it's not being silly at all. I was serious. I yeah, was really serious. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes, and maybe I'm way off base here, but I think sometimes the biggest issue that we face as children or adults is the validation of knowing what I'm doing 
is challenging and that's why I'm having a problem with it. That's why it is causing me a slowdown. But when no one will say, hmm, as in, that's gonna require some thinking, that's gonna require some, some planning or some strategy, it helps you understand one, yes, I'm right in feeling that this is frustrating and it's okay that it's frustrating and the person who I think may have the answer believes enough in me that they're not giving it to me right away, but they're encouraging me to keep thinking on it, which makes me think I'm close to the answer. You know? You nailed it, Kibway. Awesome. I think what you just described is validation. I feel validated as a 10-year-old, a 3-year-old, a 45-year-old that this person believes in me and that I am going to I'm going to figure it out. So that describes it perfectly. I want to give you another beautiful example. I know a wonderful young man who lives in Ethiopia. His name is Adonijah Ayeli, and he composed our intro outro music for this season 2 of Mediation. So Rick and I were spending two weeks with his mom and dad. His dad is Ethiopian, his mom is American, and they have an incredible ministry in Hawassa, Ethiopia, where they care for children who have no homes. You know, we used to call them orphans. Um, but these are children who desperately need somebody to love on them and give them a home. And so Adonijah is right in there. He's the oldest kid, and he's so bright and gifted and he is musically endowed as you heard Kiboy when I sent you the music and he's such a neat kid and he does everything on his keyboard and computer where he does all of the work and so he and I were bantering back and forth and talking a lot of theology stuff he's into apologetics I told you he's a really great kid and yet I know he composes all this music and I went oh Eddie, I said, I, I'd love some new new music for my, my podcast. Would you compose music? And man, he just lit up. He's like, yeah, I'd love to do that. So he would create something for me, very intentional. And I would listen and I would go, yeah, I like that. But could it be a little faster? And he kept creating these, you know, these instruments through his computer. And I would listen to it and I'd go, ooh, we're getting closer. So my reciprocity kept fueling his intentionality until I left Ethiopia. Rick and I came home and a couple weeks later, he sent me this new piece and I went, oh my word, that is it. He nailed it. That's the music I want. That's kind of an example of intentionality, reciprocity, using music. <laughs> Can you tell us what's good reciprocity? How do I know I'm getting good reciprocity? What's bad reciprocity? Just really quick. This one is probably a gut type of intuition as a parent or a mentor is that you, the kid is, the person is not giving you any eye contact. Uh, now, that's another issue with, with kids on the autism spectrum there. We're not necessarily uh, trying to force or make them have eye contact. But are they engaged at all? So look for body language. Do they lean forward? Uh, listen to their voice. Does their voice tell you that they're engaged? And does it show that they have interest? 
So reciprocity is what teachers would call engagement is, man, these kids are really engaged today. They're leaning in, they're taking notes, they're looking at me, they've got their hand up. So it's kind of the typical social emotional skills that we look for in people when we're in person. Now it's a whole nother world on Zoom. So when we have a digital screen in front of us, reciprocity is very, very different. People don't smile. They don't engage. They don't look at the camera. Uh, they're probably looking down, maybe taking notes. Uh, they might have their their face on their, their you know their fist and their. They just look totally unengaged. But that doesn't mean they're not getting it. So be careful on Zoom. When I, I do quite a bit of Zoom work, and so I tell people, look, I want your camera on. I want you looking at the at your camera on your laptop. And I, if I give a joke, it'd really help if you'd laugh. So please be engaged with me so that I know that you're with me. And that makes it more fun for me as a presenter. And I think it helps them also get more information to be engaged. Does that help? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely great. I think that's a good idea too, to just establish a precedent of, I desire your feedback. I desire your your engagement. So you don't have to feel silly or awkward. I want you to be awkward and to be yourself because I'm here to help. You know, that's awesome. Well, that's reciprocity. Thank you so much, Dr. Zare. If you all want to know more about reciprocity, go to the MindCap website that you will find in the show notes. Go ahead and click on the website and you'll see all the resources for MindCap and a tab that tells you about the podcast as well in case you want to navigate back and forth. Thank you so much, Dr. Zare. We appreciate you and we'll see you all on another episode of the Build a Brain podcast. Till then, take care. Thanks for listening to the Build a Brain podcast. If you're wanting to know more information on how to build a brain, please visit the website for the MindCap Center in Fort Wayne, Indiana at www.mind-cap.org. That's www.mind-cap.org. Children and adults from across the United States and Canada have found the cognitive help they needed at the MindCap Center. The specialized team is trained in all levels of the Feuerstein program and can literally help you or your child build a better brain. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.